The following sermon was delivered in the Sunday morning service at Calvary Community Church in Brentwood, California. You'll find more information at calvarytruth.org. Please turn with me in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1. We're going to read through verses 1 through 4. 1 John chapter 1, 1 through 4. God's Word says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon and have touched with our hands, concerning the word of life. The life was made manifest, and we have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was made manifest to us. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you, so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. Let's pray. Dear Father, everyone in heaven and earth is named under you. You are King. You are Lord. You reign in us. You reign over us. We surrender ourselves here, Lord, under your word, the Lord Jesus. And we ask you to fill us with your joy to bring us into a sweeter love of you, a deeper walk, a deeper relationship with you, that we sense your presence and know your life and walk with you. Lord, may our hearts burn when your word is spoken. May we see your truth at the depths of our heart and may it change us. Lord, we long for you. We wait for you. So come, Lord Jesus, with your spirit, guide me. Speak your word and enable us, Lord, to come and enjoy you. Soak up you. We love you in your name. Amen. One of my greatest fears in life is that I would waste my life. And Psalm 39 tells us, Lord, it's a prayer from the psalmist that says, make us to know our end and what is the measure of our days. Let us know how fleeting we are. <laughs> and that's been the cry of my heart as well. And um, not long ago, I was exploring First John because I saw there is a key here, is having fellowship with the Father and with the Son. And I wanted to find out how do you maintain fellowship with the Father and the Son? How do you go deeper with the Father and the Son? How do you enter this true communion? And I had memorized 1 John about 10 years ago and re-memorized chapter 1 many times afterwards. And it wasn't until last October that I was re-memorizing verses 1 through 4 and I saw something I've never seen before. And that is the Apostle John is entranced with the life in the Lord Jesus. He's overwhelmed, he's touched. And that's why I titled the sermon, Touched by the Life in the Lord Jesus. Touched by the Life in the Lord Jesus. (laughs) I have 
spent many hours in the Gospels trying to figure out this person of the Lord Jesus, his life and what he did. And I've gone through the Gospels chronologically and I've taken three headings, Jesus' supernatural power, Jesus' supernatural person, and Jesus' supernatural teachings. And as I read through the Gospels chronologically, I looked at which stories of Jesus proclaim these truths best. And I put them on three by five cards and began to memorize them. We hope to take them with us to Africa, but just super excited that in this person, in this life of the Lord Jesus, there's true life. And that's what the Apostle John will focus on this morning. He's about life. The word life occurs 14 times in this short letter. 39 times in his gospel. He's about life. He's not just about the life he has. He's about the life he sees. And look with me in verse 1. This is what he says. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we looked upon, have touched with our hands concerning the word of life. There it is, the word of life. Verse 2, the life, the life was made manifest. We have seen it and testified to it and proclaimed to you the eternal life, which is with the Father and was made manifest to us. See the focus on life here. John's about life. The life was revealed. They saw it. They heard it. They proclaim to us now this eternal life. For the longest time until last October, I always read this as he who was from the beginning. That is Jesus. He who was from the beginning. And I remembered the gospel of John 1.1. In the beginning was the word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. John goes deeper and he looks beyond the person and he looks into the person. And he sees life that he's never seen before. He's never witnessed before. And he tells us about it. He says it became visible. They heard it. They looked on it. They touched it with their hands. And this life is the energy, the fuel of his life. The Apostle John says, we now have fellowship with the Father and with the Son. (laughs) That communion is the fuel. That life he saw fuels him. And that's what I hope to do this morning, just outline this text a little bit and, and just look at John's focus on the life in the Lord Jesus. I have three points. First, that we would see his life. That we would see his life. Second, is that we would soak in his presence. We would soak in his presence. And third, that we would live in fullness of joy. That we would live in fullness of joy. Let's see his life. As I was sitting there refreshing my memory on this text... And the Lord opened my eyes to see his focus on life. I was inspired to read the whole letter and see what does he see in the life of the Lord Jesus. (laughs) And there are many things he sees in the life of the Lord Jesus, but it's it's more clear in in the gospel of John. Let's turn back there with me. John chapter 1 and verse 4. Very short verse. The gospel of John chapter 1 verse 4. But again, it's pointed out the life in the Lord Jesus. In verse 4, it says, in him was life. When the apostle looked at the person of the Lord Jesus, when he was walking beside him on earth, he saw something in him. True life. Beautiful life. 
in him was life. And notice, and the life was the light of men. That life was radiant. That life was what was beautiful and attractive and became light for men to follow. That's what he saw in the Lord Jesus was life. Verse four again, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. Just imagine with me what it would have been like to stand in the presence of the Lord Jesus. When he spoke, your hearts burned. (laughs) He touched your soul. Not just your mind, your soul. He made you feel his presence. He made you feel his life. (laughs) And not everyone could see this. Only those who had eyes to see could see that his life was special. His life was radiant. His life was from the Father and was there in their presence. This life that was in their presence is what they they focused on. (laughs) Just imagine him at the, the well telling the lady all that she's ever done. And she's changed She runs to the town and begins to proclaim to everyone, come see this man. (laughs) She was touched by the life in the Lord Jesus. And many other stories. I was on the phone on Friday. Some lady called me. And in order to guide her in truth, I just went through stories of Jesus from the Gospels. I thought, if you could only see the truth from this story that guide you and lead you, it will help you in life. And that, that's powerful. The life of the Lord Jesus, when we're reading it, look at verse 1 and 1 John chapter 1 again. 1 John chapter 1, verse 1. It is the word of life. <laughs> Back then they stood in his presence physically and they looked at his life that was hidden inside that person but revealed to some so they could see it. And now we look through the word concerning the word of life. When the word speaks, we feel it. We have his words. We feel his power, his, his, his life from the word. And we need to labor to do that. Like even as a believer for 18 years now, there are moments that I don't feel the weight of his words. I don't feel a life in his words. And it's that meditation is that staying with him so I can see his life. I need to see his life. I need to taste him. I need to know that he is good. I need to be in his presence and feel him satisfy my soul. And that's the life that he, he gives to us. He, he proclaims to us the eternal life which was with the Father. What it'd be like in the presence of the Father we had felt on earth through the word. And what a beautiful thing. So we need to see his life. And I urge you, I challenge you, read through this letter, First John, and read through the Gospel of John and look for the life of the Lord Jesus that was clearly made known. Do it. Find it. It's like a diamond, and you have to search for it. You have to dig. You have to meditate long. You have to hide it in your heart. You have to roll over those words over and over and over again for 10 years. I memorized First John, and I didn't see this, that there was something about the life of the Lord Jesus that was radiant, and we need to see his life, which leads us to soaking in his presence. Soaking in his presence. Notice with me, in verse 1 again of our our passage, First John 1, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and have touched with our hands. 
That was the intimacy the apostle had concerning the life that was before him. (laughs) But we have that same intimacy when we go to this living word and when we spend time here. If these words feed our souls, you know what it's like to soak in his presence. (laughs) You soak in his presence. You soak in his presence. Look with me in verse 2. The life was made manifest. We have seen it. (laughs) We've seen it. Have you seen it? Do you testify to it? Look in verse 3. That which we have seen and heard. There again, we saw it. We heard it. And the apostle proclaims it to us with a purpose. And what's the purpose? In verse 3. That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim also to you so that you too may have fellowship with us. You may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son. The purpose is for fellowship. It's for communion. It's for fuel. Satisfied in God, filled with God, knowing God. The psalmist would say, in your presence is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. He felt it. He felt it so much that he was radiant. And he loved God. He loved his presence. Remember Psalm 27, 4. One thing I desire of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. That I may behold the beauty of the Lord. He wanted to stay there in his presence and soak it up. And we now, through the word, the word of life, we have the word of life, the living word. Christ is still speaking today. He speaks right here. And he's speaking to souls who can hear and see and be touched by him. And this is the fuel of our lives. This is the fellowship, the communion we have with the Father and with the Son. And labor to get there. Spend quality time with him. It will fuel you. It will satisfy you. I saw as I was exploring First John, the key is fellowship. And you know how it comes? We have God's seed in us, his spirit. God has given us of his spirit. And now we are birthed by him. God fuels us. Everything we do in life is being in him. It's being carried by him. I picture... Just because I was a boy climbing trees in my dad's yard. And, you know, we had this one giant oak tree, 45 feet tall. <laughs> and it was just standing alone and beautiful, about six-foot trunk. All these green leaves on it. We're in Michigan, so it's green like here. And I would remember as a boy going out and climbing into that strong tree and sitting there on one of the branches up in the tree and just marveling at how wonderful it feels there. But I picture my Christian life like that. You know, from a distance, when our eyes are open to see the strength of our King, the Savior He really is, we run to Him. It's like me as a boy standing there running to that tree. And then what do we do? We climb up in Him. That's faith, right? We climb up into Him, into Christ. And the higher we climb, the more faith we exercise. We keep going and we sit somewhere. We soak in his presence and our faith is made strong. But what do we see all around us? We see the beauty of the inside of him. 
receive the beauty of the inside of him, like sitting in that tree. When I look at those branches and those leaves and I feel that breeze, that's what you do in Christ. You come, you soak and bask in his word. You're sitting by faith in him. You're letting yourself be fueled by him in his life. And that's what the Christian life is. It's sitting there on one of the branches, surrounded by him, being carried along by him. And, and all of life is about marveling at the beauty of this king and savior and the one who wants a relationship with us and more fellowship with us. He's not the one who remains distant. He comes close. He desires us to come and bask in him, to enjoy him. And that's what John is about. He's proclaiming to us this life that was manifest. He stood in his presence and he gazed upon his beauty and he says, this is my treasure. This is what I want and have and know. And I want you also to have him and know him and experience his communion, his joy, his intimacy, his fellowship. I want you to. And so just remember that illustration of a tree. Run to him. Climb up in him. Sit on one of the branches and soak in his presence. You won't regret it. So we want to see his life. We must labor to see his life. We want to soak in his presence. And lastly, we want to live in fullness of joy. This is what he says in verse 4. And we are writing these things so that our joy may be complete. The King James says, and we are writing these things so that your joy may be full. The difference between our and your, I don't know. It's not really in the Greek text. This is what it says. We are writing these things so that joy may be complete. Yours, mine, both of ours. Joy would be full. And he writes these things. That's why I treasure the word so much. All these things were written so that you would believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you would have life in his name. You would have life in his name. He came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Remember those beautiful texts, even John eight twelve, where Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Life's light. Life's light. You have it when you're in the presence of the king. So, joy. Joy, fullness of joy. That's what John's about. He writes this, uh, this letter so that our joy would be full. He writes his gospel so that we would have life in his name. We see his life, we soak in his presence, and we live in fullness of joy. If God should allow, I don't want to waste my life. How short it is. Remember, it's just a vapor. It appears for a small time and vanishes. We want to be strategic. We want to stand in his presence and live all our life here and soon be taken up farther into his presence to forever glory in this one who has upheld us all our lives and who gives us fullness of joy. (laughs) 
but not only for ourselves. We must make it known. That's what the apostle does. He writes these things. He lets everyone else know. That's what we're going to do in Moritani. We are going to go proclaim this truth. Behold our God. Behold our God. He is the fountain of living waters. He is the the one that satisfies the soul. And we have tasted of him. We know his presence. We experience his joy. We can't help but shout, Behold our God. And we go to a dark place where he's not known yet. And we hope to make him known. So um, this transition, just to encourage you, encourage you, this book is still alive. You will find life if you spend your time soaking it up. You will feel like you've been in his presence. You, when you sit there and meditate on his word, you will feel like you've been in his presence. <laughs> and then you will have fullness of joy. And the world can't help but see life's light in you. Life's light in you. You have life, and that's the light. Jesus is the light of the world. We follow him. We don't walk in darkness. We have the light of life. In Christ was life, and the life was the light of men. We have the treasure. How could we keep from sharing it? Let's pray. Lord Jesus, there's no one like you. Behold our God seated on his throne. The one who pursued us, sending your son, the Lord Jesus, to bring us the truth so that we could come back into your presence and enjoy you. You rescued us from the depths of despair, from the pit. In your mercy, you've done that. You pulled us up and you've seated us with Christ in the heavenly places. You carry us through life. You lead us to glory. You hold our right hand. We have you. Lord, make us radiant. Make our faces shine with your glory. Let our hearts burn when others can't see the treasure you really are. So that we just want to disclose it. We want to scream and yell. We want to make them see and know what we really have. Don't let us hide it. Don't let us be ashamed, even here, Lord. Don't let us be ashamed of your gospel. (laughs) Let us be fueled by you, by soaking in your presence, seeing your life, and having that fullness of joy. We will fear nothing. That we'll have the spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. So, Lord, as you mentioned in Habakkuk 2.14, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. We pray, Lord, that this place will have your glory displayed like that. That your people will display you the way they ought. And Lord, that we will soak in you and display you the way we ought. We love you, Lord, in your name. Amen. To respond to this message or learn more, please visit calvarytruth.org.